When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman, delving around in the archives of the world's leading and only audio newspaper for a visual world. Now, we love a presidential race at the Bugle, and in April 2012, Rick Santorum was making the fight for the White House even more, can we say, entertaining than usual? Here I am with John Oliver. Top Story this week, presidential race update! Uh, Andy, Rick Santorum is pro-life in all circumstances, but in a surprise move, he performed a mercy killing on his own presidential (laughs) campaign this week, as he presumably just couldn't bear to see it suffer anymore. (laughs) He he announced his run for office uh, last year, saying that God had told him to do it. Well, it appears that God has now told him to step aside, saying, yeah, I'm sorry about that whole you should run for office thing, Rick. We just thought it would be hilarious up here. That, that time that we had Herman Cain and you leading in the polls was just so funny to see the look on your faces. Anyway, sorry for f***ing with you, but if it's any consolation, you were absolutely hysterical. Look, anyway, look, I'd better go. Uh, we just need to mess with Gingrich a little bit more before that's all over. I'm sure I'll speak to you later. Toodles! Indeed, the uh, Agatha Christie-style page-turning who's-gonna-do-it Republican nomination race thriller entitled, and then there was one, brackets, well, technically there are still three, but realistically there is only one, now (laughs) has an answer. Mitt Romney is gonna do it. It's not the most thrilling thriller. Uh, The plot has been fairly predictable. Some of the main characters have been massively overwritten. And there has been some frankly ludicrously unrealistic dialogue. No one actually talks like that or talks about those things, surely. Not surely and Donald Trump was written out (laughs) far too early to make it really entertaining, John. But uh, Gingrich and Ron Paul are still hanging in there, like the last two residents in a condemned nursing home. So this is indeed now like a whodunit crime novel in which the guilty suspect is clear 150 pages from the end, but in which another character keeps claiming outlandishly that he did it, despite having a cast-iron alibi proving beyond doubt that he didn't, and another clearly innocent suspect gets mentioned once every 80 pages or so, each time drawing the reaction from the reader, who was he again? I've forgotten he was in this book. (laughs) Santorum had so many wonderful moments, Andy. Let's try and focus on on the dishes that he brought to the crazy table. (laughs) Who can forget when he argued against the science of climate change by saying there is no global warming and then saying the dangers of carbon dioxide? Tell that to a plant. (laughs) Point made, Andy. (laughs) Point made. Not a good point made, but a point made nevertheless. 
Maybe he meant that you should just talk to a plant about the dangers of carbon dioxide, just like you should talk to teenagers about the dangers of drugs. That would actually make a lot more sense than what I think he was trying to say. Uh, another of his greatest campaign hits, and you may want to wave your lighters in the air during this one, was this, I quote, You are black by the colour of your skin. You are not homosexual, necessarily, by the colour of your skin. Undeniably true, Andy. Undeniably true. I'm not sure that that needed to be said or necessarily should have been said, but that is a fact from Big Ricky Sands. Yeah. No one's going to argue so, with that, John. Not, no, not so, necessarily, anyway. Not necessarily. Right. So it seems that America has looked a gift horse in the mouth with Rick Santorum and turned him away, probably because they weren't sure if he was actually a gift horse or one of the four horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, Mitt Romney, as you say, looks like he's all but tied up the Republican nomination and that Republicans are going to have to do what women sometimes tell themselves they have to do and just settle. <laughs> just settle. Sure, he may not be perfect. He may not be who you dreamed of ending up with. He's not Mr. Right. But look, it's time to just suck it up and settle down. <laughs> you could do a lot worse, right? Maybe. Sure. Besides, as long as your skin doesn't crawl when you see him, you're doing the right thing. Hold on, what's that crawling feeling? Oh, boy. <laughs> and as you say, the only candidates left now are Ron Paul and Newt Gingrich. And Newt Gingrich is still in the race, either because he feels he can get as far as a brokered convention, or, as is much more likely, because he needs money, because his campaign is in a f- of a lot of debt. The, the Gingrich campaign recently bounced a $500 cheque for the filing fee for the June the 26th Utah primary. That's a bad sign, Andy. <laughs> That's very bad. And apparently his campaign is around $4.5 million in debt. Having said that, could Gingrich not argue that what is more American than being in a massive amount of debt? <laughs> Does that not make him more quintessentially American than any of the other candidates? Especially Romney, Andy. What better reflects a country that is $15 trillion in the hole? Mitt Romney or a man who's bouncing checks all over the place? <laughs> that should be Gingrich's campaign slogan in Utah. Newt Gingrich 2012. Please don't cash this until next week. <laughs> From Gingrich's perspective, he now has an ice horse's chance in the bowels of hell grand national of winning. But <laughs> you can see it from his point of view, John. Staying in the race, well, A, it's a good way to meet potential new wives in case he True. decides he's another, due another free upgrade. That's and, a good point. And B, when you're his age, it's good to have a hobby, John. Something that gets you out of the house. And speculatively running for president and wasting money you don't have on something you can't possibly achieve is just as good as line dancing or crown green bowls, or stamp collecting, or trying to get your parrot to breed with your goldfish so you can scare the living shit out of your grandchildren at Christmas, <laughs> or that other staple of old age time passing, shouting at traffic. And in fact, campaigning for the Republican nomination is essentially indiscernible from shouting at traffic, <laughs> other than the fact that it is more expensive and generally slightly less coherent. For, uh, for Romney's part, after a long, hard primary campaign in which he was forced to pander to the right-wing base of his party, he must now find a way to desperately crawl back to the middle ground <laughs> and hope that no-one remembers the things that he's been saying over the last six months. Uh, the early battleground between Romney and the president seems to be waiting over the female vote. There's been a tornado in a teacup over the last couple of days here after comments made by Democratic strategist Hillary Rosen about Mitt Romney's wife. Uh, she claimed that uh, Anne Romney had never worked a day in her life. Now, Anne Romney did raise five children, and indirectly claiming that motherhood is not work, even if you are married to a multimillionaire, is not 
an incredibly clever thing to say, Andy. It's somewhere between not clever and electoral cyanide. <laughs> uh, the White House immediately tried to distance itself from the comments, and Hillary Rosen herself quickly backtracked, like Michael Jackson on a moving walkway, <laughs> saying, As a mom, I know that raising children is the hardest job there is. As a pundit, I know my words on CNN last night were poorly chosen. I apologise to Anne Romney and anyone else who was offended. At this point, conservatives occupied the moral high ground, which is their happiest spot and the, <laughs> for, a, for an ostentatious picnic. Unfortunately, even they found it hard to stay up there for long after the RNC themselves had to quickly distance itself from the Catholic League, a conservative group who attacked Hillary Rosen's comments by saying that lesbian Hillary Rosen had to <laughs> adopt her kids while Anne Romney raised five of her own. Well, <laughs> congratulations to both sides. You both managed to make yourselves look like arseholes. <laughs> also, having the moral high ground in American politics, I guess is like climbing the tallest mountain in Holland. <laughs> well, still essentially pretty much below sea level. But uh, Romney does now have a clear run in to tackle the reigning uh, US presidential election champion, Barack Obama, or as many Republicans still think of him, Mohammed Kiptanui. Um, <laughs> but the major concern for Romney, the Massachusetts Machiavelli himself, and uh, for his supporters, must be that their man, having power spewed so much vitriol in overcoming Santorum, might actually have vitrioled himself out by the time he even tries to chunder more vitriol all over President Obama, who, of course, has his own lavish vitriol spewing machine at the ready uh, for the battles ahead. So the results of the election, John, could depend on how successful Romney is in his latest vitriol-raising drive. Because with an opinion poll deficit to overcome, the rules of modern democracy state that in order to fully dissolve Obama in his vitriolic acid, he will have to <laughs> blast his vitriol at 330% of the pressure, 275% of the viscosity, twice the biliousness, and 400% of the splatter range that he's been blasting it at his own party. So it's a, it's a tough, tough task for <laughs> Romney, John. Tough task. It does raise the somewhat disturbing question for all democracies, though. Has top-level democracy now become the preserve only of those who have access to massive reserves of vitriol? What chance now for candidates who just want to debate the issues but are power-hosed into oblivion by candidates with seemingly inexhaustible supplies of their own personal and big corporate vitriol resources? Isn't democracy fun? We fought world wars for it. People have laid down their lives and freedoms for it. It has been held up as a beacon of hope for the oppressed and the disenfranchised. All with the distant expectation that one day a multi-millionaire vulture capitalist would have the rights, the freedom and the inclination to spend millions and millions of dollars on advertisements savagely lampooning someone who essentially thinks exactly the same as him. <laughs> George Washington must be spinning in his grave, John, and spinning so fast that he will probably soon power drill his way out of it and find himself <laughs> zooming around over America in a low orbit shouting, No, you f***ing numbskulls! It wasn't <laughs> supposed to be like this! Grrr! Grrr! Grr, rawr, rawr, Georgie cross lion rawr, Georgie wants zebra rawr. Sorry I'm getting off point The point is rawr. Is this what you did at the zoo in the weekend? So yeah I have, I have been to the zoo Yeah Oh, Andy you've been personifying animals For too long this week <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good that I've moved on from making my chicken uh, chicken oh. noises whenever my wife suggests you might want another baby. <laughs>
Do hear more of our shows and buy the Dancy Lagarde book or donate to help keep these shows free, flourishing and independent at thebuglepodcast.com. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.